You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Who will you impact a hundred years from now? <laughs> Don't think it's impossible. Hi, I'm Kent Hunter from Church Doctor Ministries, and I want you to think about in the future. Think way in the future even beyond your life, and the power and presence that you can have. This last week, our family was clearing out piles of stuff my mother had collected throughout her life. To be clear, she didn't pass away last week. Actually, she died several years ago. We just finally decided that most of this stuff was irrelevant to us. It was a hard decision. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It was a heartfelt walk down memory lane. Actually, I had never seen my mother's yearbooks from high school. It was interesting to see what her friends wrote to her next to each of their pictures. Some of the names of her friends resurrected a distant memory for me. However, I never heard of most of them. All this stuff meant little to our children. They loved their grandmother, my mom, and we had great times with her. Looking through this stuff was a sweet walk down memory lane, even for them. But the grandchildren, it was just a peek at how much life changes over time. There was a part of me that felt it was wrong to throw most of this stuff away. I thought, yeah, maybe we could maybe we could store it in the attic. I wrestled with the thought. To be honest, brutally honest, I knew I would never look at it again. Then after I'm gone, someone else will have the burden to throw it away. I want to say a word about my mom's last day. There are hundreds of memories I'll never forget as long as I live, and my mind is sound. At the top of the list is our last visit before my mom died. The backstory is short. Mom was able to stay in her home for a long time after my dad died. Then our daughter and son-in-law moved in, and that worked out well. Uh, for a while. My mother suffered from dementia. Slowly, it got worse as she aged. At one point, her physician became adamant. You must put her in a nursing home. She needs 24-hour care. This is an act of care, love, and respect. Fast forward. On her last day in this world, we got a call in the late afternoon. Your mother is going downhill quickly. Tomorrow, we must transfer her to hospice. We responded immediately. We'll be right there. My wife and I entered the nursing home with our son, who was home from England for a short visit. Then our daughter and son-in-law arrived with their two children. It was a bittersweet visit. At times, we couldn't tell if she recognized us or not. 
Sometimes it seemed like it, and at other times, not so much. After a while, our son-in-law made the wise decision to take their children home. It was their bedtime. What followed is what might be called a legacy moment. Of course, I wanted to pray with my mom, but God put another idea in my head. Why not encourage each of us to pray? Me, my wife, our son, our daughter. As I remember, I think I started, and then my wife prayed, and then our daughter, and then our son went last. Honestly, there was no way of telling whether my mother got any of it. But I thought, at least God did. At that moment, our son had a great thought. He said, as he finished his prayer, let's all pray the Lord's Prayer together. What a fantastic idea. So we did, with no expectation that my mom would join in or even know what was happening. But she did. She said every word, coherently. I thought, it's a miracle. I really did. It really was. In all the time we were there, it was the only sign of a coherent life. Each of us gave her a hug and said we loved her and would be praying for her. She gave no sign of response. Then we left to journey to our homes. In the car, I silently prayed that God would take her home before she entered hospice the next day. It was about an hour and a half after we arrived home when we got the call. Your mother is gone. Let's think about for a minute the legacy that really counts. Real estate is not your only legacy. You can leave property to the next generation. You can also have a bank account or investments in your will. But the legacy that really matters is the eternal faith you pass on to the lives you touch. You can't control another person's spiritual life. You can only make a deposit. It doesn't occur through cash or real estate in a will. The eternal most precious gift is the faith you share, the commitment you demonstrate, and the love for Jesus that lives in you, which can live in others. Psalm 36, verse 6 says, How precious, O God, is your constant love. Here is a short devotional piece from the book, an apple a day, a daily dose for everyday faith. The title is Legacy. Do you have a plan? Who will you impact a hundred years after your funeral? As a Christ follower, you will be with God. However, what about your continued influence here on earth? 
It won't be about the monuments you build or the toys you accumulated. It won't have anything to do with the titles, popularity, or money in a bank account. You can't take it with you. Have you ever seen a U-Haul attached to a hearse? Would you like to invest with eternal dividends beyond the grave? Here's our prescription. Add value to others. It's called legacy living. Introduce others to Jesus. Share with them how he has changed your life. Help them explore God's word. Adapting a Greek proverb, serving God's work is like planting trees whose shade we know we will never sit in. You can provide a legacy that will continue long after your casket rots and the tombstone fades. Direct people to Jesus while there is still time. The scripture verse is Romans 6:23b. God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our Master. I want to encourage you to spend six to eight minutes every day in this devotional book, An Apple a Day, A Daily Dose for Everyday Faith. This book has 365 short readings, one each day for an entire year. Encourage everyone in your church to take the Apple Challenge. It's a challenge to everyone in your church to read a short devotion each day from this book. Encourage everyone to buy their own books so they have ownership. Watch how God's wisdom impacts others and increases the spiritual temperature of your church. Think about those in your circle of influence. You have friends, relatives, neighbors, those at work or at school. They are part of your social network. Give a copy to each of them. Make an investment. Even if they aren't church attenders, you never know. It could change a person for eternity. Your small investment could help someone look to God. They might be moved by God's word to attend your church or a church somewhere else. As new Christians, they may impact their children or grandchildren who may raise their children to know and follow Jesus. Yes, you can impact others 100 years from now. So why don't you start today? You have been listening to Kent Tundra's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you like this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. Check out Kent Hunter's new book, An Apple a Day, A Daily Dose for Everyday Faith, available from churchdoctor.org and amazon.com. Take the Apple a Day Challenge. To learn more, go to www.appledaychallenge.com.